Hey there, Grace Hart here and welcome to Beyond Domestic Violence, Trauma Transformer. We're in Christmas time and um, and I know that that can be really challenging for you guys and just want to say sorry if you're having a hard time and um, really there's not much else I can say except for know that you're not alone and um, that there are services and people out there, please reach out. Even if you've got no friends, please reach out for assistance. And um, the thing that I'd love to just invite you to these next few days especially is to recognize that judgment isn't your friend. In fact, you know, we've talked about disassociation and how when you've received trauma, especially childhood trauma, you can fragment and a lot of people don't really know who they are. They know their personality. You know, they'll know the different parts that make up their personality. And if you're more disassociated, um, then, you know, those parts can be more prominent and um, rather than just, you know, your whole personality. And one of the things that can happen is that, that you can have protector parts that kind of hijack you and get you into a space of judgment. And that judgment could look like fear or um, hypervigilance. And the one thing about dissociative parts is that they can never see possibilities and they don't have access to your smart brain. They're truly just like memories frozen in time and it's like pressing play. However, depending on how dissociated you are, these parts can have a real presence. You know, I was, I'm in the process of listening to Will Smith's book uh, called Will, Autobiography, and it's brilliant. I mean, I'm literally only on chapter, I think, two or three. Um, however, I really highly recommend it. It's so far. <laughs> I don't know what the rest of it is, but I'm sure if it, gets, if it keeps going the way it's going, uh, it's, it's a worthwhile read. Well, I listen to audiobooks because I am so dyslexic. Um, so... One of the things he talked about was this need that he had to lie and invent things. I think the chapter was called Fantasy or something like that. And and it really got me to look at, um, you know, people who exaggerate or tell stories or and, – and I never thought about it from a place of trauma that it could be a dissociative part that's just needing so desperately to feel safe, secure and supported – and that maybe they're exaggerating, you know, the sale of an item or an experience because they believe or that part believes that if they say it that way, they're not going to be judged as badly. And, you know, the, the interesting thing about parts is that they generally don't create for you anymore. The dissociative ones, the disenfranchised ones, they actually do create more problems in your life. And the other thing he spoke about was that he had an imaginary friend. And this imaginary friend was so strong. Um, he knew what it looked like and his mum used to set a table place for it. And when Will was being stubborn, you know, the mum would actually speak to this imaginary friend to get the imaginary friend to try and reason with Will. And as, a, as he's talking, I'm just like, wow, this is a dissociative part. 
And then it got me thinking about, you know, all these imaginary friends, um, you know, how many of them are actually just parts of our personality that haven't sort of formed and uh, they're on their own kind of doing the best they can. And of course, there is definitely energies out there that are magical and beautiful. I'm not talking about those. Anyway, he spoke about this personality and all this part and um, how it was just there for him in so many, so many ways. And I don't want to do a spoiler, so just, but, but it was just, it brought my attention to it. And I, hence why I'm speaking to you right now, parts can be generative and creative if they're not dissociative or disenfranchised. You know, they could be parts of you that are, have skills or talents, abilities, gifts, you know, and these always generate and create. And then, of course, we've got these dissociative parts that when they speak, it's u- it's usually a voice of judgment, fear, you know, that hypervigilance is, you know, I've spoken about in the past. So the first thing that I'd love you to do is just recognize that any time you are thinking or in resistance or reaction, it's usually a part of your personality. So it's a fabrication. It's not real. And it might have been an event that happened. If it's a true, you know, DID, it's like a true disassociation. And the gift that you can you can be for yourself, that that infinite being that's not your personality, is to claim it and acknowledge that. And so, you know, I've spoken about the languaging I have a part. And the reason I say that is not to bring significance to you know, part work, it's just so you can untether. You can actually acknowledge it's not you. And so if you say, I have a part that's exhausted, I have a part that's sad, it starts to untether that you can go, wow, okay, if that's just a part, then there, there may just be this beautiful being that's untouched and shining beautifully that I just don't have a lot of access to because I keep on letting these parts hijack me. So over these holidays especially, be aware of judgments. Judgments you have about you. Judgments you have about other people. You know, I definitely have a a voice of trauma where I've got this part that's just critical of any time I'm being me. You know, it thinks that I'm going to get laughed at or... um, because my level of you know being able to receive information is is dynamic and um, and when I express that a lot of people can't really receive that and so this part's kind of gone in there and gone don't say that and don't express that they're not going to get it and you know and um, the level of love and kindness that I be is overwhelming and um, you know even when I receive it from other people. You know, actually just recently I received an email from somebody and, and all she wrote was, oh, it's my pleasure. However, the energy within those words was breathtaking. And, you know, there was that, that part of me, not dissociative part, that really generative creative part that saw the magic that was woven in between these words. And, and of course, there's this desire to say, far out, you're beautiful. And do you get that pleasure that you're willing to be and invite can change the world and actually create a space where war can never thrive, in fact, never exist? 
you know, I'd love to have these conversations and generally speaking, they just swell around in my body. <laughs> and what I'm learning now is that it's okay to acknowledge it and to feel it and that it actually creates more pain in my body when I hold in what I know and the beauty that I see in others and and my capacity to to love and to um, you know be present with people. So if you're willing, just recognize the difference between this judgment that you I can pretty much guarantee you have. If you've received any kind of trauma, you're going to have that voice that says, don't do that, don't write that, don't ask for that, you know, don't choose that or whatever it is. And what I'd love to invite you to is maybe just maybe that part's lying to you. And what if you, when you're ready, because it does take bravery, to be willing to just play and, and just see you know, actually I did something recently where I asked for asked somebody something and I was, I meaning the part, was so convinced that I shouldn't have sent the email and it was silly and, you know, I was a bother and, you know, and this time I just went, hang on a minute, I'm not going to listen to you. You're not who I be. And so can you please step back? And that's the beautiful thing, guys. These parts, you're in actual control of them might not feel like it when they're hijacking you all the time because you, they're quite tethered to you. But as you start claiming and owning and acknowledging that you have a part that's separate, it's, it's not you, this personality is not you, that actually you're this beautiful being. And so the more you acknowledge it, like, you know, I have a part that's sad instead of I am sad. And when you do that, you'll get glimpses and so, you know, with the work I've done on myself, there's quite a big gap now between I can, I can hear them, but, they, but it's like they're, you know, locked away and I'm just sort of hearing it through a muffled speaker. And, um, and so this time it's like, thank you for sharing. <laughs> and I'm just going to try this. Who knows what's possible? And it was interesting because I still felt as though, and when I say felt, because I'm tethered with that part still to some extent, it still felt real that I'd made a mistake. However, I was willing to be wrong. I was willing to be open to something different. And the response I got was overwhelmingly opposite <laughs> to what this part was convinced or wanting to convince me would be. And please know that generally speaking, that part that says to you you're worthless or hopeless or you can't leave or it's or um you know all all those things that you hear i can pretty much guarantee they're not coming from your beautiful being your aware conscious all knowing gut it would be coming from a blended part and because it's blended it's a bit like a milkshake you know when you've got the different fruits and it's blended it's really challenging to separate them however the milk's there it's just blended. But as the milk says, you know, oh, I can see a strawberry or I can see a mango or whatever it is, it'll start to recognise that that mango and strawberry is, is actually not the milk. 
but it's blended. <laughs> Are you tracking with me? <laughs> so I have these analogies and I've got my, my best friend says, I'm really good at analogies. And then my son says to me, mum, your analogies, you know, sometimes they're really confusing. So I don't know which one this one is. <laughs> um, hopefully you're tracking with me. And I guess what I'm saying is if you're listening to something that's saying that your situation's hopeless or helpless, there's a really good chance it's not true. And you're being lied to by a dissociative part. So hang in there. And if you're willing to these next few days, just ask judgment to take a back seat. And if you hear those voices that says you're ugly or you're stupid or you know, you're unlovable or whatever, whatever your narrative is that you've been indoctrinated by, either you're from your abuser or your parents or society or you know, or you're reenacting that trauma on yourself, be willing to say, step back. That sad part, step back. That hopeless part, step back. That fearful part, step back. That terrorized part, step back. That alone part, step back. That exhausted part, step back. And when you ask them to step back, you will feel a difference. I remember the first time I read in a book, you could ask a part to step back. And I'm like, whoa, I'm going to try that. (laughs) And I just went, step back. And it was just so cool. It was like, it just went really quiet. So it is possible. And the more you are committed to yourself and increasing that space, you know, that untethering between the voice of trauma and who you truly are, you're going to create space. And in that space, you'll have more energy. And in that space, you'll have more access to your smart brain. And in that space, you'll have access to more possibilities. And in that space, things can move around and change that you happen to meet somebody or hear something or learn about, you know, a tool or, you know, a book drops off the shelf or whatever it is. All of these things will start to change when there's more energy and space available to you. However, if you are making these voices of trauma so real and true. And I get it, they feel real and true because especially the blended ones, the really, really blended and tethered ones, they have access to your organs. You know, that you've got parts, for example, that may not only make you feel lonely, you can have a part that makes you want to drink or uh, choose anger to disassociate or choose, you know, television to disassociate or choose um, sex to disassociate or choose meditation to disassociate and you think when it's a, a very advanced um, personality part it can actually sound super conscious too you know that it's got your back and that this is who I am you know this is this is this this is what works for me but really it's the part talking saying this is what works for me and when it's blended it's really interesting because you, you think you're the strawberry or the mango, <laughs> you know, you're forgetting you're the milk uh, in that analogy, of course. You're far greater than that. So be willing, be willing to, even though it feels so real, the sadness or the depression or the anxiety, I get it. It feels so real, but it's not who you are. You know, and there's also, you know, the protector parts that don't want you to know that it can change because it's it's worked out how to live like this and any change could be even more frightening. And all dissociative parts, all they 
require is to feel safe, secure and supported and that they in that in itself will create change. So if you can give yourself that safety, security and support, your parts will melt. And it starts with getting out of judgment of you. And that's a really easy thing to say when you've got a tethered part that's so blended and tethered that, you know, you you can get it cognitively, but you still can't stop beating up on yourself. So one day at a time, one moment at a time, one nanosecond at a time, try it. Give yourself the gift of that space between that thought, feeling or emotion and your very being. And when that space grows, a whole world, a new reality will open up for you. So as much as possible over this Christmas season, New Year season, anytime you're in resistance or reaction, you're defending for and against, or you're having intense feelings, acknowledge, ask, is this the part? Step back. And the more you do that, the more the radiance of your being will shine forth. And that that part of you, that well, I shouldn't use the word part, <laughs> your being, your very being, is so blindingly beautiful. And it doesn't need fixing. It doesn't need self-development. It's totally conscious, totally aware, and incredibly beautiful. It's all these parts that have been indoctrinated that you think is you. And you know, memory and trauma is a really interesting thing. When you keep telling yourself how terrible it is, it actually forms parts of the brain. Just like when you, you know, hop in the car to drive your kids to school or have a shower or brush your teeth. You don't reinvent that. Your brain doesn't find new pathways to brush your teeth. It just goes, oh, you're brushing your teeth. Let's go to that neuronet of toothbrushing. And it just presses play. And it's the same thing with trauma. If you keep on letting your parts have the narrative and repeating it over and over again, it's just wiring your brain to believe that that is all that's possible. And there's so much greater for you. And I'm speaking from experience. And somewhere, that beautiful sun, you know, that beaming, beautiful being of yours is listening and is smiling because it knows it's not broken. It never was. It's not wrong. It never was and can never actually be wrong. And it's beautiful and magical and spacious and kind and loves to contribute and to receive. So just be aware of the difference between your beautiful being and that it may be hidden right now just like clouds hiding the sun. However, it's there. And just like the sun's super shiny, even on an overcast day, It doesn't turn down its brightness. It's shining just as bright and beautiful, and so are you. There's just a cloud. A cloud of mango and passion fruit and (laughs) strawberry. And um, 
you've just gotten a bit confused thinking that you are those things when you're not. So start with that, my beautiful ones. Start with recognizing that any time you have those thoughts, feelings and emotions, that they're most likely parts and get them to stand back. And you don't have to be rough with them. Just ask them to stand back. But if you've got one that's really, you know, no, 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 we really need to, <laughs> we need, need, to, need to do this, you can actually ask them to step back. And um, I think I've spoken to you about the um, Richard Schultz, I think his name is, um, No Bad Parts. Uh, that's a great book as well. Um, but there's so many awesome people out there doing stuff on DID and dissociation. Um, go check it out. All right, have a beautiful, beautiful day and week and um, I'll catch you next week. What else is possible? How much more space is available to your beautiful, sweet being that if you're willing to move beyond judgment could open you up to a completely different reality? It's what I wish for you. One day at a time, you're not alone. You can do this. Take care. Bye.